0: Hello, I'm the Duke of Richmond, from Goodwood. I'd like to thank everyone who attended this year's Festival of Speed. 150,000 people through the gates, hundreds of incredible cars, a new record up the hill. It really was an amazing few days. And for everyone involved, I can only say thank you and ask one small thing. Has anyone seen my keys? I think I might have dropped them. They're on a tweed keyring, and it says Lord March, crossed out, and Duke of Richmond, written in a biro. Um, They're the keys to Goodwood, you see. And without them, I'm rather locked out uh, of the the place, as it were. It's a bit embarrassing. Uh, I've been sleeping for the past couple of nights on some uh, hay bales, but they're getting taken away um, by the farmer chap from the village uh anyone at all seen the keys my keys the keys the keys to uh, uh, goodwood as it were um, I can't can't actually get in anymore and uh, yeah no it's fine not to worry um look I'm sure they'll turn up somebody is bound to hand them into uh, lost prop um, so, no, it's okay do not don't, don't, don't worry yourselves uh we best hope so uh, that they, they just turn up otherwise the revival will be held in the church hall good okay fine pip pip
1: Hello, welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. From left to right in your ears, Zog. Hello. Sarah Leach. Richard Porter. Hello. And I'm sandwiched somewhere in between there. We're getting good at this. We're like the Beverly Sisters standing around the microphone. And talking of sisters, sisters are doing it for themselves. W Series. I actually watched my first W Series race. What are we, three, four races in there, three races in? Oh, oh, I watched it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know why I've missed them, but I saw them just the other day. Yeah, it was great. Very good. It was proper racing. The field was a bit spread out. I was hoping that they might be a bit
2: more on top of each other, but yeah, I saw the first couple of races, and you know I thought it was good, proper racing. Nothing remarkable, but just good, solid racing, which is what you want to see. Yeah. you been following
3: it, Sarah, closely? I have. I've watched a couple of races, and I must admit. I've not watched all of them, but I think it's a really good opportunity for the girls to not only develop their skills, but to be exposed a little bit more than what they had done before that.
1: So you can call them girls. We can't call them girls. We've got to call them women. Women. My yeah.
3: mistake. They're women. No, but,
1: but you can call them girls. <laughs> yeah, well, I
3: suppose. Big. I mean, I still Your call own. my friends okay. girls. The girls. The girls. We go out with the girls. The
1: girls. I say every time when you guys are coming around, the boys are coming around. And that includes you.
3: Yeah. All yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well.
1: Richard, are you a W Series convert?
0: Yeah, I think it's been all right. I watched the first two. I haven't seen the more recent ones. But yeah, it's fine. You're right. The field's a bit more spread than you'd sort of hope, given that, you know, mm. the cars are supposed to be the same. and. I mean, it's, I, my it's, main criticism it's is... It's all right. I still, I'm still not sure, you know, the broader thing about whether it should exist. I think i kind of settled on the belief that it shouldn't have to, but unfortunately, given the paucity of women in motorsport at sort of a top level, it kind of has to for now. It's worth a shot. Yeah. Feel like it. yeah, but it's I think, sort of... Uh, you know, I've just been watching the Women's World Cup, and I'm not massively into football, but I really enjoyed it just because there's been a bit of household rivalry at home because my wife's American and obviously the US team are now title holders and best women's international side in the world. We saw the England-USA semi-final. England equalised to make it 2-all, and the goal was disallowed for being minutely offside and I hold myself responsible for it getting that far because when they levelled the score, I turned to my wife rather unsportingly and went, in your face. And, <laughs> oh, uh, <no. laughs> and then her reaction when it was Baldwin, disallowed was, Baldwin. yeah, I know. So it's my fault for being smug and rude and an ungracious equaliser. Watching the Women's World Cup and you sort of go, I'm glad that there's you know, sort of getting recognition of women's football amongst football fans and so some football fans I know going, yeah, it's actually pretty good. The football is good. They're playing decent football. People are enjoying it on the basis of it being good football well, and not thinking oh they're men and they're women well, so, to, sorry, yeah, sorry Sarah yeah, No, no, just... no, I keep, no,
3: no I don't want to interrupt but but the sort of to your point that they're playing great football and I think that's a complete outcome of all those players now having an opportunity to play professionally yeah. So I know a lot of female athletes who have been amateur and been able to go professional and having the time the budget and resources put into their training programs and all that kind of thing their performance level has improved tenfold and most of the players in football in particular have all been going over to the US in women's football because that's where the professional league has always been. But now there's a professional league opening up here in the UK and Australia. So it's becoming more of a world professional sport. But coming back to the W Series, I suppose that's what you want to grow and develop is a bit more, I guess, an audience for it and try and build some interest. And so... The more opportunity these girls get to race behind the wheel and get the exposure and the experience, they can only improve as competitors and as drivers. And hopefully, you can just bring on a lot more female talent and then get them into the fold. So, while there is probably, as you say, the distance between the top runners and the last runners in the W Series, at least there is parity. You know, they've got the same car, but there is a bit of wheel to wheel action soon. And while Perhaps it may not happen straight away, but I think football's a great example while it's been a bit of a dynamic rise. Hopefully maybe you can see that in motorsports. Well the point
2: well, you I want was to have a make a career you know, you want to have career opportunities. Yeah, you, you know, in any budding professional sports person, you wanna have potential opportunities. And the more you see the potential for pursuing your career as a professional sports person, the more likely you are to stick with it at lower levels. So is that aspect. And yeah, what you say about exposure here is is absolutely right. You know, that can only be a good thing.
0: But the point I was going to make is that I don't think you can compare women's football with the W Series because the W Series will have done its job when it no longer exists. Women's football should and will always exist because you don't and wouldn't mix teams at that level because you wouldn't want someone of the stature of, say, I don't know, John Barnes, up-to-date reference, I know. But, you know, sort of like a really tall solid bloke, yeah, well, the- clattering just almost yeah. any of say the US team because they're not as heavy as a man like John Barnes again I can't think of any more up-to-date reference Peter Crouch I bet he's quite heavy even though he's quite stringy mm. do you know what I mean it's like, like it's someone who potentially is yeah. still quite a decent footballer as a bloke could weigh 16 17 stone probably not but <laughs> close. I don't think any of those women players weigh that. There's an unfair and potentially quite dangerous disparity in motor racing. It doesn't matter. Yeah,
2: well, in fact, we're talking about W Series. Jamie Chadwick is leading the series at the moment, and I saw her win her class along with Alex Bundle at the Nürburgring 24-hour race. Yeah, just a couple of weeks ago. Yes. You know, she is competing there on an equal playing field with the men and she's delivering.
3: And she's now been picked up by Williams, which is mm. hopefully a pathway for her to be able to do some test driving in that Formula One car, do some simulated driving and improve all her skills. So maybe she might get her opportunity there as well.
1: Something interesting happened this week. Well, we were exchanging messages in our WhatsApp group when we discussed when we're going to meet up and do this is that something happened, Zog, that I've never, ever, ever expected from you. We were talking about what we might talk about. We mentioned the rise in the coverage of women's sport. And at one point, Richard was talking about the possibility of his wife going to see the Women's World Cup final. And Zog, you named a footballer in a message you knew yeah, the one,
2: name one of, of the few footballers like would be able to name but is that
0: because you fancy her
2: <laughs> uh, to be honest i don't think i have much of a chance with meg rapino but uh, it's you know a man can dream it, i was <laughs> astonished because I know knows, so if you're like me we we she's have obviously mm-hmm. a great you know she's obviously a great player but she's also a great personality and a great person. So there we go. But the extraordinary sure thing fan. is, you're like you're me. A well,
3: you're a football fan. fan. How can no, you? Be not, I'm
2: not a football fan. I yeah. do yeah, yeah. Like
3: I'm a fan of her. Yes. But are you a football fan? Would you watch that game because she's in it? Would it uh, entice you to turn the? Uh... Probably
2: not. Honestly, no. I've got to be honest. I have a certain kind of instinctive anti-football reaction, <laughs> largely because, as a British male, most of my life people have assumed that. I'm into football, you know. When you're yeah. abroad and people are making conversation, mm-hmm. you know, they assume you're into football and that you mm-hmm. like football. And
1: it's like being um, a non-drinker, not being I'm, into football. I'm not football. interested, not really. And,
2: and, and, and I slightly <laughs> sort of resent this idea that just because I'm a British bloke, that I'm into football. You know? mm. yeah. So, quite reacted so I suppose against. Suppose you don't that. have a team. And, 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 and also, I've got to be honest. You know, I have been ashamed as a British citizen of. The way that the behaviour of a lot of followers of British football abroad has played out on an international stage. There's a lot of behaviour associated with British football fandom that I cannot stand. Zog, you have reinforced exactly
1: what I was trying to say here, in that you're like me, we have no interest in football whatsoever, quite the opposite. We are almost actively disinterested in football, (laughs) aren't we? Yeah. But... Women's football meant that you knew the name of a player, which was the first I've ever heard of
3: that.
2: Well, it was largely because of what she had said about going to the White House. It was oh, okay. uh, oh, yeah, uh, the, I this. Uh, the widely reported comment. And
3: th- Donald Trump pretty much just threw her under the bus. did Yeah, he? yeah, yeah. He was
2: quite rude about it, as you'd expect.
0: And in fairness, yeah, so you've I, probably heard of David Beckham, haven't you? Or, um, I've heard of
3: David Beckham, and uh, he seems Pele. to be
2: a terrific chap. I'm not sure I yeah, right. you know. I could um, do any pressure with David Beckham, <laughs> but I
1: have not know who he plays for.
2: Other football players I think of. Albert Camus, well-known goalkeeper, of course. No idea what d- he's d- talking d- about d- now. D- what? Go- Albert Camus, a French novelist. Albert Camus, I believe he used to play in goal for Morocco or something. No, I, I, I really? Think so. I think so. Oh. Okay. I don't
1: know. I <laughs> they can't. He used to play left back for Saint-Étienne. <laughs> Has women's football opened it out then to people who weren't interested in the sport and therefore, because we're here to talk about motorsport, could W Series potentially do the same thing? Make people who are otherwise uninterested in motorsport considering it to come at it from a new angle? I think
3: so. I think, and that's probably one of their key goals i suppose getting more eyeballs and particularly female eyeballs i think if they get mm. more women that are actively watching it and those women are going to be sisters mothers and obviously friends of the girls competing so that hopefully will spark up some more interest and get some more girls involved in that aspect as well and it won't be seen as just a male sport only because it's actually not a male sport only.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, there has been.
2: That's absolutely right. In slightly changing the image of the sport th- yeah, that will almost inevitably so. bring And that's part, part of not players. having
3: those grid girls and things like that. It's hmm. just keeping up with modern day.
2: Do they have grid boys
1: in W Series? Do they have sort of
3: yeah, have not slightly have
1: overtly camp blokes WG. posing? Well, I think holding that's a
3: huge stereotype. Are <laughs> well, like you stereotyping? stereotyping blokes? If there was going to be a grid boy you would say they all going to going to be quite camp
1: well models I'm thinking of when I say camp I don't mean gay I mean camp like a model you know overdoing it oh yeah
3: fair enough okay fair enough they have a lot of those kind of guys that just turn up to Formula 1 that do that (laughs) (laughs) I mean and they're often you know American footballers Brazilian footballers not naming any names right I can't
1: (laughs) help there football different language WC is settling in well but you know we've got Well, how many races two races two to go two to go It's going to be a number of seasons before it's got any sort of strength and depth and resonance and a backstory where we really care passionately about it, but it
2: appears to have gone off to a good start. Agreed? It does. My main criticism is the look of the cars. The cars just look...
3: I think there was the, the feedback about the cars. Yeah, because the the first they basically, the they yeah. they're basically repeating those colour
2: they? schemes. They need to have more varied colour schemes to make it easier to identify drivers. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. But and
1: one. that's tricky because they rotate the cars and they rotate the yeah. engineers, don't they? So they've made it difficult for themselves there in evening up the competitive field, giving everyone the same chance. They've made it more difficult to differentiate the cars, arguably. So work in progress. It
2: can't be that hard though to have you know one distinctive wrap per driver that you mm. just you know, mm. apply to the car that they're given that we can. That That's can't true. Be too tricky, can it? I
3: mean, apparently they do have quite a big budget, so hopefully they'd be able to cater for that. Yeah, but in but the first year, there'd be a lot of troubleshooting. So mm. you'd expect the next season though, yeah, may have be... ironed out a lot of things. The yeah. best
1: thing I know about W Series was a story told to me <laughs> that when the first race happened, Patrick Head phoned up someone who was involved in W Series, who will remain nameless for now, and said, oh, I was completely wrong. Uh, it was really good. Well done. The cars all work. Racing with wonderful. Bloody hell. This actually happened, which is remarkable because Patrick Head famously said at some point in the 1990s, motor racing, well, if it was easy, women could do it. <sighs> He's a man of his age, isn't he? Wow. Hey? But he's come round to the idea, and I'm very glad now of that.
3: That's an interesting endorsement. That's mm. I mean, for a man that was seen working at Williams, where a female is actually the exactly. team principal. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Good point. I wonder if he said that to Claire. Well, Claire, come on, you're a girl, you can't run this team. I wonder. She'd mm. knock him dead, wouldn't she? Uh, it's kind of
2: hard to shut Patrick he head up, then, I think. <laughs> I, 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 I doubt there are many situations in which he wouldn't speak his mind.
1: <laughs> hey, now listen. You mentioned the Nurburgring 24-hour race, jog, which you were lucky enough to go to. Oh, well,
2: yes, yes. Great Come trip. on, oh.
1: tell me about it. Tell me why it's different in one sentence. To Le Mans, why is it different? In what way is it different? It's
2: bigger, it's more bonkerser, and it's more German.
1: <laughs> bigger in that there are more entries?
2: Uh, bigger in every way, uh, yeah. except for possibly the I mean, actual attendance numbers, not quite sure. But it's the you know, same ballpark and you know, you're talking 200, 250,000, I think. Yeah, it's about the for same. For each event. Yeah. But it's a bigger circuit. Obviously, it's a longer circuit than the start. It's a tougher circuit. It's more up and down. It's narrower. You couldn't race prototypes there. It's more German, and I mean that both in the sense that Le Mans is an international event, it's part of the WEC, people come from all over the world, you get a load of Brits, you get a load of Danes in particular, it's a very international event from a spectator point of view and from a competitor's point of view. The Nürburgring race is much more German. The spectators, it's a much more German crowd, fewer Brits, fewer folks from really anywhere else, and the race is part of a domestic series. There's no international aspect there. Yeah. Mm. you ever been tempted to, to go, Richard, to the I've I, I never had I mean, think
0: I, It sounds like quite a giggle. It
2: absolutely is. And no, When I say it, it's more bonkers. I mean, I wouldn't say Le Mans is buttoned up in any way, but the Nürburgring 24 hours is kind of an easier-going event, both in that as a spectator, you've got much better access to the pits and the mm. paddock before the race, I mean you can literally walk through the garages a couple of hours before the race you could right. walk through the garages and everyone's you know, teams yeah. are getting ready And You were not just right? to just put a
1: race suit on and jump in
2: a car and compete, were you? A little bit but you oh, know, well. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I want to fight a big burly German racing driver with helmet and suit I imagine, that's not going to end well This um, race has an aura of I
1: don't know, lager and sausage bratwurst about there's, there's, it. and the the, the, it. there was there was
2: plen- there was definitely plenty yes. of lager and many varieties of sausage and many varieties of music blasting out from the temporary structures that different groups of fans have built trackside so again when i say it, it's like a kind of loose thing than the more whereas the more you'll be the watching from grandstands or various spots around the circuit on grass banks at the Nurburgring, you've got groups of friends have turned up a week beforehand and built themselves a three-story. <gasps> structure oh. using scaffolding <laughs> wow. timber and other materials they've got you know the barbecue and the party on the ground floor they've got the DJ uh, booth on the second <laughs> oh, floor wow. and then a spectator deck above that Wow! it's like the Red um, Bull Energy Station and, and they're partying in a very friendly easy going happy girl lucky way it's a terrific vibe really yeah. really great atmosphere different to Le Mans so it's different I couldn't say that the Nürburgring 24 hour race is better than the Le Mans or that Le Mans is better than the Nürburgring race you know they are different, mm. but I think if you're a fan of endurance racing, I am 100 percent convinced now that the Nurburgring 24 hour race is one you've got to check out. If you're into endurance racing, yeah, go check it out. You will not be disappointed.
1: And having done it this year, do you feel the absolute need to be there next year? Because when you go to Le Mans, you think, right, I've got to be here next year. If you go, once.
2: well, I felt a little bit less like I need to be at Le Mans Did next year think- after a particular link that Richard had shared recently. But we won't go into that. There was a just what that what? you shared that link to a spectacularly Awful bit of copywriting, marketing, the most awful bit of marketing. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, What? What? Tell uh, me this. What? Uh, uh, I mean, it's just ridiculous Cockwomblery I mean, really, you know, <laughs> really Wow, that's a
3: tough. new word. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I've, I mean, I've uh, since gone in a that bit deeper. I mean, there, it's even, it's, it's, you
2: know—it was so badly written. What, written on behalf of Le Mans <laughs> or written on behalf of? No, 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 it's a guy. It was, it's a
0: guy who like went on a, a trip called, with a sort of convoy of three Ferraris, organised, I think, by Ferrari PR out of the UK. They did a road trip down to Le Mans, and he wrote this thing for a
2: for a lifestyle
0: Well, it was for a clothing company. I think it was on their website side. yeah and it was just it was sort of endless references to which jacket he was wearing at any given point i have gone in a bit deep on this guy because i did a bit more searching around about what he's all about and i started to smell a rat and i found out that he ripped off someone else's copy and another thing that he published which i think is just like wow, the most ridiculous. unforgivable thing that you can do if you're a writer or pretending to be one and after that it was, it was Wait, just like right gloves on now because you've had it sunshine that is intolerable to me no one ever rips off another writer and expects to get away with it that's wow. just arrogant or stupid or both and,
2: and can we add incompetent because yeah it wasn't, it's incompetent it well uh, yeah the the thing, i mean this, this the thing about the single well. worst
0: piece of writing i've read this year yeah, yeah, no, 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 just appalling
2: I mean, we shouldn't go on with this but we have to it just came across as so smug with a complete lack of self-awareness oh yeah it's
0: tone deaf it's not aspirational and it's just obnoxious that's the thing it's, it's okay. a fine line between the two i'm sure but no one reads that and goes, "Oh, I wish I was in your shoes." Just go. I wish you. Had yeah, you, into you a don't read really
2: and think, "Oh yes, I, so, you know, I want to wear what you're wearing. I want to drive what you're driving. I want to wear those sunglasses." You think, "No, I don't want to do any of the stuff you're doing <laughs> because I do not want anybody to mistake me for anybody like you." Wow, oh, powerful, nicely okay. concise. Wow! Well.
1: And so is that coloured your view of Le Mans? Is this what you're saying? <laughs> no,
2: no, I love Le Mans. We're you worst know, you brand know, you quite <laughs> love Le Mans. But I suppose it nudged me a little bit towards the Nurburgring 24-hour race in that Le Mans, it's almost too easy a peg to hang certain sort of lifestyle things on or certain ideas on you know it's just a little bit too sort of accessible in a way.
3: Influency, um,
2: well, ambassador, you should Sorry. read it it's worth reading. But I think if there is
0: a wider point there is that sort of Le Mans so well established now that it sort of has become if you like a sort of Instagram uh, influencer kind of draw the mm, same way mm. so the Goodwood events the Festival of Speed and the Revival are and I have heard from people before that the Nürburgring 24 hour race is sort of like Le Mans was mm. 20 years ago, so, 20 so, years yeah, ago. a little bit, a less bit less unauthentic yeah a bit more laid back and a
2: bit more authentic maybe I mean, I'm yeah a, a bit more, more hardcore, that more hardcore in that
0: you're there because you like endurance racing and you're going to really sort of go For that angle yeah. first,
2: rather because you want to, you want to be seen and you want to make yeah. sure no, you
3: can it's try and get right. Yeah. I don't yeah. like to do a comparison, but there is a music festival that's very popular and they refer to it as the Influencer Olympics yeah. because people go there just to be seen with their outfits. You heard of Coachella? No, Coachella, yeah. Yeah, Coachella yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So would you say that Lamar is now coming towards being. Is it's, it the. No, it's. No, 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 no. It is
2: still the Glastonbury of motorsport yes. rather than. The Coachella. Yes. What? Okay. Then what um, would you call
3: Goodwood? That I thought that that's was a Glastonbury. bit more. That's
0: Coachella. Maybe, you reckon
1: that's Coachella? I think so. A bit. It's a nice day yeah, out for the family, can. though. Goodwood isn't it?
0: But there oh yeah, is, but, it's still beautiful.
2: Well, yeah, and, and, cool. and the rest of the thing that any year you go to Goodwood, you know, you're going to see some quite special machines lasting up the hill. Yeah. Which you are not going to see anywhere else. Whereas, you know, with something like Coachella, you're not going to see a band there who you haven't seen anywhere else and you couldn't see anywhere else
3: you're not going to get that exclusivity
2: yeah however annoyingly influencery it might get goodwood is going to retain that special something
1: so one last sentence a very brief if you had a choice zog between the n24 next year or the mom which one and why short answer
2: why the hell do i have to make a choice
1: (laughs) Is the correct answer
3: sensational race that was. Great entertainment for the W Series here at the Norris Ring today. What
0: are you watching, Patrick? It's some new racing thing I found on the telly. It's called the W Series.
3: Oh, yes. I think I read about this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I stopped reading things years ago. Makes your brain swell up.
3: Is it any good?
0: The racing? Yeah, it's bloody good. Look, they just finished. The guy who came first was excellent. There he is, taking his lid off. Crikey, that chap needs a haircut. And so does the fellow who came second, and the shapely lad who came third. Honestly, look at the silken hair on these young men. What's good old manly racing coming to?
3: Patrick? Yes, dear? Do you know why it's called the W Series? I don't know. It's a series for women. What? I'll leave you alone with your catchphrase. Bloody hell! Ha- yeah, we
1: speed! Big things are about to happen in the Midlands. We'll come to the obvious one in a moment, but the biggest bit of West Midlands news that broke in the last week was that Jaguar Land Rover are about to start manufacturing, well, will before too long start manufacturing, the new Jaguar XJ in the Midlands at the Castle Bromwich plant, which is good news for the British motor industry and good news for the West Midlands, And good news for Jaguar Land Rover in a time of some uncertainty. They're closing down the production line for, is it six weeks to re-engineer... Um, it's, uh, it's a long time before the car's coming, isn't it? I was going to
0: say, we're not going to see the car for a while, but yeah. they mm. have got to do a full re jig because not only is the new XJ sort of completely unrelated to anything else they've been making, it's because it's on their brand new group platform that will make everything. Next Range Rover will be made from the same box of bits, broadly. And also, it's, the Jag's going to be pure electric. <laughs>
1: Bless, you. Bless you, Sarah.
2: Yep, You're allergic
1: to Jagger electric cars, <laughs> The thing that got my attention, because we've sort of known that Jaguar were going to do an electric XJ for a while. It's been mooted for a while. It's just finally announced.
2: Haven't they confirmed? No, no. It's been
1: hinted that this was a strong possibility, and I'm pleased that they are doing, because we need a British champion of electric cars, and Jaguar seem to be the leaders at the moment. But what I enjoyed was the statement that came with it, from a man I have incorrectly been calling Ralph Speth, until... I was told today that it's Ralph Spett, is that right? Yeah, Spett,
0: he's German, yeah.
1: I guess, yeah. Who said Speck. a wonderful thing. It was a sort of a call to arms, wasn't it, Richard? He said that we need a battery gigafactory in Britain mm-hmm. um, we need to sort out the recharging, the infrastructure. There's no reason why we can't do what Tesla are doing which I think is brilliant. Why haven't we got a high-speed recharging infrastructure that's as easy to use as a Tesla supercharger network in the UK? And if someone who's the head of the biggest British motor manufacturing firm says that, Hopefully, someone will listen.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is happening. They're putting in new charges all the time, and there's some what well, they called. ionti is the company that's putting in some super fast ones. The first ones open now. where is Milton Keynes, maybe. But I yeah, the problem is, yes, it is, that, is, that, it is that, the that, Ecotricity have got the lockout on motorway service areas, and Ecotricity, as I discovered, having had a couple of electric cars, they're a oh, bit crap. Yeah, I
1: agree. They're not even that good.
0: But what the others are doing is. Putting faster chargers near motorway junctions so you can sort of pull off and go to a cafe or something or a yep. hotel and get a coffee and do a 30 minute juice up or what have you. But it's still annoying that the place where you just typically pull off a motorway to have a WAS and get a coffee it is locked out at the moment for this ecotricity stuff that doesn't often, in my experience, work very well. But it's changing. It's just it could do with changing a bit faster.
3: How would you find those charging stations? with Like a digital app or... Uh, ZapMap. Yeah, Yeah, ZapMap's
0: really good on your phone. Right, Uh, Or also a lot of electric cars, they'll find... Yeah, they'll guide you to it. Find me a charger. The problem is because it sort of works like a sat-nav. It'll find you the nearest one. The nearest one might be one of the less good ones. But they'll usually show you all the ones within a radius and you just kind of have to pick it. But yeah, if you can get on the ZapMap app, it's good because it shows you, you can tell it... Only take me to uh,
1: 50 kilowatt charges yeah, or faster really fast ones of okay.
0: this company. I mean, part of it and is also, it also it's all a bit the like
2: status of charges So, if somebody's just gone to a charging point and they found that it wasn't working, they can update the Zapmap status and then everybody knows that save somebody else's time, a...
3: yeah, yeah, exactly. So, it's, yeah,
0: it's all quite good in that respect.
2: Yeah, since so we're talking about the charging network, whilst it is evolving and improving, and needs to get better and bigger. One of my takeaways from our trip, Gareth, in the Hyundai Kona to try and break the record for Land and John O'Groats in an electric car was that actually the network is pretty good it's not perfect but it is pretty good and if we can go all the way from one end of the country to the other mm. charging up all the way really without any difficulty the reasons that we didn't manage to break the record or more to do with choices that we made rather than any problems with the charging network yeah one of my takeaways was the network is pretty good You've you just know?
0: reminded me of something which I'd forgotten about the Hyundai Kona I remember we discovered this
2: it's called something else
1: in Portugal Yes. Yes, we've had this conversation. Yes. Yes, we have mentioned it. We can't call it the Kona in Portugal because Kona is a Portuguese slang word for
2: something. Sarah, cover
1: the, your ears. It's the
0: very worst swear word. Oh, okay, oh, right. but Spelt with a K. Mm. Wow. Well, now i right. forgot about this because
1: did you talk about this? You didn't talk we, about we, this when you did your record. No, no, but something. we have mentioned it on the program. Have Alex have we, we, the told yeah, us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. I saw a mate of mine, Miguel, yesterday, who's Portuguese. And his, his daughter and my daughter are friends, and I haven't seen him for a while. And he went, I have to show you something. And he pulled his phone out and he got a picture of the back of a cone. And he went, My neighbour has just bought this car. Look at this. And he zoomed in on the badge. And went, You know what that means? And I went, Oh, I do know what that means. And he went, It's insane. Why would they do this? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, he's, I can't believe it. Because the thing is, he didn't know about this. He walked out of his house. Imagine you walked out of your house and you see your neighbours bought a new car, and
1: it's called the High End I. <laughs> oh, my God! Why didn't they really check this? Hey, gets you noticed. It does happen. And there's a company in Belgium, isn't there, who specialise in coming up with names for cars. Twingo is one of those. I'm
2: trying to think of some of the others that they've come up with. This the is a problem. Anything that you're going to market mm. all over the world, it's mm. probably quite hard to come up with a new name for something yeah. that isn't rude somewhere. Well, yeah. well, for instance, when Ford were going to release the... Old- you know, they hadn't looked into that. My point v- precisely.
1: Yeah, wow. yeah, they hadn't really thought about it, have they? Sorry, we've gone major off topic. One more thing about the Kona trip. I can't remember ever doing an episode of Gareth Jones and Speed where random people who are not interested in cars have come up to me and said, I listened to your Landsanger John groats programme. That was fantastic. I followed the trip live. It was amazing. My heart was in my mouth. Thank you, people, for listening to that. It was a daft idea and we had great fun doing it. And I'm amazed that we managed to reach outside of CarSphere for that. Job done, which is amazing. So it shows that people are still unaware of the state of electric cars. This is what this Mm. told me. People had no idea this was a possible and this is how you might do it. And that people who are driving electric cars are perhaps not even early adopters, still regarded as pioneers at the moment. So which is why it's so Mm. important that Jaguar, a firm with a huge profile, have made such a massive commitment.
0: But do you know what? It's funny. I realised now they should have written full electric somewhere on the I-PACE. There's a number of people, like my, my neighbours, all my neighbours have been talking to me about since we got our I-PACE. Because it's a striking looking car and I was bright blue and But then people go, oh, so, think it's so high you high plug high. it in? Yeah, and I go, yeah, yeah. And so where's the engine? I'm like, well, it's got electric motors. Well, just electric motors. Yeah. It's just electric. Yeah. Oh, no one's any hmm. idea. I don't know why they don't think that. I think people, if they know electric cars, they go, oh, it's Tesla. Maybe like the Nissan Leaf or something. I don't know, Zoe. They're not so they're just really don't so think aware of what's going IP. on because yeah. normal people aren't that's, that's that into cars.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose in a way you can see that cutting both ways. On the one hand, you do want people to notice that it's an all-electric vehicle... But on the other hand, there's a case for saying that you want electric vehicles to just blend in with everything else and be noticed and oh, yeah, seem yeah. like anything, you know, weird and special or unusual.
0: But it's so. sort of at this point, I don't know, it feels like maybe they should have the played hump up now. the virtue. Yeah, it because says well, EV on the back, all... but a lot of people don't really know exactly g- what that means. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
3: I wouldn't know, because I, I mean, I don't drive a car in London, but yeah, I mean, I do obviously know that Jaguar are manufacturers of electric cars. Um, you wouldn't be
1: able, to, wouldn't be able to tell. It's because it's got a grill. If it didn't have a grill, that would be another clue. People don't
3: know. People don't know if they've done something. Here's
1: another electric car misnomer. My neighbour, Nev, who was re- considering replacing his Mercedes E estate, went to a London Mitsubishi dealer. Mm. And the Mitsubishi dealer told him that the four electric motors in this car, one on each wheel. What? Yeah, it's only got two. Uh, What are you talking about here? That it had four electric motors on the Mitsubishi Fev.
0: Oh, the Outlander.
1: The Outlander Fev, which only has two. And that there was no connection between the internal combustion engine on board and the wheels. It was simply a charger for the battery for the electric motors. That's a lie. Yeah,
0: that's not true.
1: And it doesn't have four motors. So, if car dealers, can't even I can't
0: believe describe. I wasn't entirely honest,
2: or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, entirely as informed as they should be. I mean, yeah. Sorry, I've gone way off do, to do topic again. Do your own research is the yeah. lesson, you know. Know what you're buying. Do your own research. Yeah. What do we
1: know about the XJ, Richard? When's it coming? About three years away now. No, I Two? think
0: we'll. See. See it next year. Wow. They've announced it's coming. They've stopped making the existing model. Usually, car manufacturers don't make a big deal of a replacement car because they want you to keep buying the old one. Well, if you want an XJ now, you're buying from stock. So they're probably okay to start drip feeding. I don't think they'll do, maybe they will do a concept, you know, sort of. Like Jag have a great history actually of doing sort of. Thinly veiled production cars, you know, mm-hmm. the F Pace and the I Pace and the F Type and the old XF all arrived mm. as concept cars and then became the real thing, you know, and everyone knew sort of what was going on. So they might do that. I think we'll see it sooner rather than later, at least get hints about it. I mean, they've already confirmed it's going to be electric. I think there's some other things about that car that might surprise people a little bit. Hovercraft? You know, maybe, yeah. Yeah, mm. and invisibility mm. obviously oh that Yeah, um, it'd be interesting
1: it's- and is it an Ian Callum swan song this car or is it now been handed over because Ian Callum as we know is he's leaving Jaguar Land Rover small yeah. round of applause for Ian yeah. Callum we love yeah. his work yeah, tip of the hat. Oh, what a lovely man
0: he's a, he's a top man yeah. a top designer or a top design boss
1: and he's leaving mm. the motor industry entirely he's going off to design what buildings and yachts well they're autographs? sort
0: of saying he's sort of stay on as a consultant, it, a as consultant as well, slash yeah. ambassador at Jag mm. he's had his last Day in the office, I know that because I
1: put a press release. And he the, got and a model of the XJ. It yeah, well, that's Scrum. it. He sort of finished
0: work, and then he went to Castle Bromwich to see the last XJ come off the line because I guess they wanted yes. him there because he oversaw that design. And then I saw his Twitter or Instagram. He was at Goodwood this weekend as a guest of Jag so you know he's always going to be doing stuff with the company because, apart mm-hmm. from else, they know him. <laughs> he, he sorted the design out, stopped it being so tweedy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know what he's going to do next, but I think he's got lots of plans. But no, this won't be his last design, because I think the XJ will be signed off by now. But then think about the lead times on cars. They've kind of set the themes, and in some cases signed off cars for you know, stuff that you won't see for five years. So mm-hmm. no, I think there's all manner of stuff that Jack did have been created under in Callum. Plus, the guy who's taken over from Julian Thompson has been there already as sort of Callum's lieutenant. So this should be pretty smooth and quite a lot of continuity anyway, you won't see the join, I would imagine. It's not like when a car company gets a new design boss from outside. And they always, I did a story about this once on Sniff Petrol, because the first thing they do is they sort of tacitly dump on their predecessor, because they'll arrive and go, well, what I'm going to do is I think it's time for us to really freshen the design language. And what they're saying is, the whole bloke was crap, so I'm going to do it again. <laughs> there won't be any of that. I think it'll be a slow... TV. Tell you what,
1: do we think Jaguar need to do what VW are doing and that spearhead their transition to electric cars with PR beyond being in Formula E and the I-Pace Challenge? VW are getting loads of attention. For instance, the VW IDR broke the record at Goodwood last weekend. It and did the Pikes Peak. Owns uh, the Pikes Peak challenge. now. Well, yeah. I think it's doing more for electric cars than simply Volkswagen's future electric cars. It really is reinforcing that electric cars can outperform internal combustion engine cars at an extreme level now. And that's a sea change.
2: I'm not entirely sure about that, because to anyone who's been into the technology and followed the technology at all, it's been obvious for a long time that an electric drivetrain is better than an internal combustion drivetrain in every way. With the caveat that putting more juice in, to use a term that's not biased towards either liquid fuels or electricity... Putting more juice in isn't as easy. The energy density Mm -hmm. is an issue with batteries, so... But
1: that's an infrastructure thing at the moment, because they reckon the the Taycan, this new Porsche Taycan, can recharge using a... Is it a 350-kilowatt recharger? that's at an incredible rate. Yeah, uh, yeah. And they're building a 450 kilowatt one in Germany now somewhere where they have to cool the recharging cables yeah, yeah, to yeah, make it possible. W- that's, it all that's very a much a de- tricky.
2: Yeah, that's very much a sort of technology demonstrator that mm. rather than something that is going mm. to be rolled out, you know. Oh, widespread. Uh, widespread, yeah. Mm. Because when you're moving that much electricity, you've got some quite serious challenges in terms of mm. the cables that you're putting it through. Mm. Uh, yeah, exactly. mm. hence the cooling. If we had room temperature, superconductors, this would all be much easier, I'm sure.
0: But it's also, we but just need to slightly calm down about what we all really need.
2: Yeah, and... and, you know, and, and it would be and,
0: technically possible, I'm sure, to recharge your mobile phones a full in about 30 seconds, but quite honestly, we don't generally need that. So it's stupid to waste the time and the extra tech you would need in your kitchen plug socket to make it possible. And most electric car use cases, we think we desperately need to fill up to drive 900 miles in one go in about 20 minutes flat, and but by don't. and large it's we not, don't. Yeah, exactly. It's, I'm charging yeah. my eyepace once every two weeks, and even then it's not strictly necessary. It's just because sort of like to occasionally fill it up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do many miles in here, but for all, But I mean, for
2: almost yeah. everybody's actual car use, almost all of the time, even the technology we have right now is good enough. Mm. sure there are some cases few people some of the time where yeah you are going to bump up against some limits and maybe a hybrid rather than a pure electric is something you would need to have but that's not true for most people and the range anxiety that most people express is a bit misguided mm. it's a bit misplaced
1: talking of hybrids the other big news for the west midlands is that this weekend it's the world hybrid championships or as it's known to everyone else Formula One, the British Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. Who's going? You going, Zogno? Uh, no. Sarah, you're not working there this year, now? No, no, not yet. <laughs> I can't because of other commitments. Mr. Porter, you're going, aren't you?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm going. I'm on a blank. So I'm good.
1: Going. Good
0: fact. Um yeah well I think I'm going I just realised before we started recording and my wife's going as well because she's working she's driving the Williams I'm <laughs> <laughs> just letting anyone have a go these days because it's got to be better than what's happening
1: um, oh, with, I don't think the problem's with the drivers if I'm honest uh, really I'm not sure
0: oh, I don't well, know no. George Russell's tremendous no, Jack, uh, oh, Jack Russell yeah, might be a little Jack Russell George yeah, <laughs> Russell's great right. uh, oh, yeah he's, no, he's tremendous great. it's old Kubis that I'm a bit concerned about anyway I might we be going if I realise that I've booked our childcare for the wrong weekend Which I think I might have done Well Richard you know If you you
2: can't make it I could probably clear my schedule this weekend you're a a trooper You really are Just to be clear When I say clear my schedule I do not mean for babysitting (laughs) Damn
1: it (laughs) Sarah are you excited about the F1 season The next race is coming up Are you really engaged in Who could win Or do you think it might be I don't know Lewis Hamilton who might win this race for instance
3: that's a good point I mean it's been a bit too predictable hasn't it although mm. last weekend we did have quite a duel didn't we and it wasn't a Mercedes driver it was yeah, Ferrari yeah. and yeah, it yeah. was Red Bull and Max Verstappen it was a good story actually cause he had yeah, a terrible start race. and, and uh, a good story
1: for Honda and he
3: recovered mm. blimey
1: Honda must have I think
3: they've had a, they've had a bit of a drought haven't they yeah. How many <laughs> they <years>? certainly <laughs> have yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah poor old Honda yeah hooray that Honda are finally back they're talking about cranking it up for qualifying next they seem to have a program we've now got a race car mm. we can crank it up through qualifying that's good news we need more of that also the resurgence of McLaren is good news
3: that's actually really interesting I've enjoyed mm. that is, and it's, Seidel is it Seidel who's responsible Lando Lando for this Norris do you think? has been doing really well he's amazing Lando yeah. I figured
1: George Russell was going to outperform Lando Norris but clearly he hasn't got the car George Russell won the championship Lando came second mm. and, and George he's a great driver but Lando has absolutely landed in a team in ascension and it's making him look great it's making the team look great. Yeah, I'm excited like- about that. I'm not excited about the front end of the race. Mm. I think, think he is
0: getting it, Norris has been showing signs. Yeah. 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 I mean, we don't yeah. Have necessarily thought that. Yeah. Sainz is all right as a driver, isn't I mean, it? But, but really Norris good. is generally out-qualifying him, out-racing him, and... You know.
2: mm. Norris is really it's quite
0: know, nice. I, don't know, I the best out of that car. I was there. filled he's, with uh, more joy than I expected at seeing McLaren sort of yeah, interesting a good man. end of things. And I was a bit like, oh, I think we're ready for this now, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, absolutely. This and is the time. Yeah, yeah, Come on then. And, and
2: Gareth, I mean, you were saying, you know, is it Seidel who's responsible? I mean, it takes a lot of things to come together for any team to make those yeah. steps forward and get the, back into a competitive position. There's no magic um, bullet, is yeah, there? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and to be honest, I wasn't sure whether switching away from the Honda engine was Actually, the right thing to do because it seemed inevitable that Honda were going to get their act together before too long. And sure, to be fair, it seems as if Honda have won their first race for a long time. Actually, at the same point at which we're talking about how well McLaren are doing. Mm. So you know, uh, who's to say that McLaren wouldn't actually be doing a little bit little bit better Uh, if they stuck with Honda? That said, I can't help thinking that the relationship between Honda and McLaren might well have got sort of so bad. I think it was very That, that they had to, yeah, that, that both from a kind of human engineering point of view and a mental point of view, strategy point of view, you have to kind of make a clean break and make a new start and it worked out for both of them so yeah I'm very happy to see McLaren moving back up the grid
3: talking about the drivers do you think we'll see a reshuffle with the Red Bull drivers because Pierre Gasly I've been reading some driver oh, ratings yeah. and Pierre Gasly is on the wrong end of the ratings if, they, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. if you're reading from Christian Horner's eyes
1: yeah yeah there's a lot of talk of him being shuffled either down to Toro Rosso again or just off the grid altogether but what
2: would they do will they bring Albon into Red Bull I don't think he's ready yet is he well but the thing is first of all is clearly underperforming. The gap between him and his more successful teammate is more marked than I think in any other team, just Mm. about And Red Bull are one of the more ruthless outfits.
1: I think they
3: are quite ruthless.
1: Because they've got two teams, they can do that, Mm. can't they? It allows them to shuffle people up and down. It gives them that degree of ruthlessness, you're right.
2: Whether it's that or whether
3: it's... Maybe they should try harder to keep Daniel. Mm, Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) I love the expression. I wish you could see the expression on Sarah's face when she said that. That is the best I told you so expression you will ever, never see on a podcast. Listen, before we wrap this up... Predictions Top three British Grand Prix Zog Hamilton Bottas Verstappen In that order Yes (laughs) Sarah
3: I'm going to go Leclerc Because I really want him to win Okay And Hamilton And probably Bottas Interesting I mean, predictable, but, you know
1: Occasionally, Ferrari do well at the British Grand Prix Yeah, c- I, I just
3: want to see other. Yeah, Kirk. We've oh, had yeah. Schumacher win
1: really and like we've had Vettel win, talk. haven't yeah. we, at the yeah. British Grand Prix So that's an interesting one, I'd be happy with that I love Lewis, I love the way he owns Silverstone There's some things I don't love about Lewis But um, <laughs> if it wasn't Lewis winning this time round, I wouldn't be unhappy with that So, oh boy, what would I like? Yeah, I'd like Leclerc and Vettel and Gasly <laughs> That's not what is going to happen. That's what I'd like to happen. That would put the Spaniard in the world.
3: Unless, you know, they'll do a Formula E from last week and have a big pile-up. Yes, (laughs) more crashing. There's
1: not enough crashing in Formula E.
0: Richard, your prediction for the British Grand Prix? Hamilton, Vettel, Hamilton again... His home
1: racing he the two goes <laughs> you've been listening yes, to Richard know. Porter yeah. goodbye Zog goodbye Sarah goodbye and I was Gareth and the next episode of Gareth Jones on Speed will be a first it will be unique it will be something that has never happened on this programme before and I won't be in it see ya or rather I won't see ya